Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor V. We are here with uh, Bianca. So you uh, are the founder, owner, how do you want to classify it, of Gold Coin Financial Business and Development. Any other titles incorporated to that? No, I think you got it. That's just right. So so walk us through a little bit. I know it's in the financial sector. Uh, kind of walk me through a little bit of kind of what you do, what's your company about. Yeah. And so my company is just that we work on finance and business development. And so we work with individuals as well as couples, um, getting them on the right track with their budget, helping them get into a place where they can start saving and investing. Um, we also do new couple or couple financial counseling. So having first time couples help them start that conversation about finances, um, senior couples, getting them back on the right track or on the same page with their finances so they can start saving and investing in their long-term goals. Um, and then we also work with um, repairing credit or reestablishing credit. So probably one of the, I mean, the first things people are going to say is, I mean, I would assume is being your age, right? Being so young, right? You're, you're helping people plan for the future, for the long term. And they're like, well, you're so young. How do you know anything about life experience? How do you know about financial? I mean, how do you overcome that, basically, that question? Um, well, I'm almost 40. <laughs> so, but besides that, I have been responsible for my finances and my business straight out the gate at 18 years old. And so with that comes a lot of life experience. Um, traditionally, you will start a job, you um, have a salary or set pay, um, possibly benefits. Um, because I started in the beauty industry, um, everything was, it was a lot of cash in hand. And so I learned how to have to save. I had to learn how to budget. And I also had to learn how to negotiate pay um, for myself. And um, some of those were tough roads. So, okay, so walk me through. So you, where you grew up? I mean, where, how did you get into the beauty industry? Walk me through that. Yeah, so I grew up in Chicago. Um, I was an army brat when I was a baby. And so um, after high school, um, I started working in one of my mother's friend's beauty salons for the summer. And that summer at 17, 18 years old, I made so much money. I was like, I'm definitely doing this. <laughs> And so I went to beauty school, and after that, um, I just took off and ran with it and um, really enjoyed the beauty industry, but also I was making a lot of fast money, um, and some sometimes that money was going just as fast as I was making it. Um, also being a young stylist that wanted to do fashion shows and movie sets and uh, photo shoots, things like that, being 18 and 19, years old, um, there were times that I was being taken advantage of and not paid my worth. And so um, those trial and errors came into place too, and learning how to write contracts and negotiate pay, and then also um, track my spending as I, you know, moved around in different places doing hair. 
All right, so two two things. I actually had another person on my uh, podcast um, yeah, a couple of days ago, and they were talking about they, when they were younger, they were in um, the hospitality industry, and they're making a lot of cash. So what they did to overcome that is they put one money, uh, half of the money in one pocket and half of the money in the other pocket, one was for saving, one was for partying. Wow, great. So I was like, that's an interesting way of doing it. Mm-hmm, for sure. So, uh, all right, so walk, walk me through. So you're saying you're getting kind of taken advantage of, not knowing your worth, things like that. What happened there? Yeah, it was a few um, photo shoots that I've done when I was in my 20s um, when um, Atlanta was hot on the scene. And um, because I didn't negotiate the pay right, right up front and talk about that or get any type of contracts done, um, I either was tipped out or not paid at all, right? And so after you spend a day of work and you're doing your best um, at working and then not getting, you know, paid and then having um, nothing to stand on, right? Because you didn't talk about it, you didn't put it in writing, um, what can you really do? So those were some of my lessons. So I've never been offered a photo shoot. So I don't know what you had to go through. So so how does this process work? So someone just walk up to you, hey, you want to, take some shots. And then at that time, you just, you didn't even talk about pricing. It wasn't anything like that. I was like, sure. Like what happened? Yeah. Um, it's probably a lot different now than when I first started, but it was just a lot of networking in the business. And they were like, Hey, you know, I really want to do this photo shoot. Do you want to work with me on it? And of course you're like, for sure, let's do it. You collab on ideas. You set a time and a place. Um, that's the most organic way. Um, but probably not the most professional way, because as I spoke through that, I did not speak about time, how much time I'll be spent, what would be the compensation um, or anything like that. If I will get um, the, the ability to have the photos as well, none of the business was talked about. And so um, after that, I definitely started using the contract like, hey, I definitely like to work with you. This is my pay and my contract. It was already written down and it was up to them to decide if they wanted to agree to it or not. So you're starting a a fairly strong base, right? At a young age, you're making good money in the beauty thing. You're, you're putting contracts together. You're networking with other people to, to kind of, uh, to find opportunities. I mean, that's a strong base for any kind of entrepreneur. So what's next? So you're building that out. What, what happens next? So next, I end up um, actually teaching. I started teaching in the beauty industry, which was super fulfilling because now I can really share uh, what I'm learning and what I've been doing over the last 10, 15 years. And so after that, um, and I'm kind of still doing that now, that's when I really decided, hey, the missing piece in the beauty industry when these Young people leave um, beauty school is not knowing the business and the financial side. And so I started mentoring some of my students that way as they were entering the business. And from there, it started happening that I would help friends or family with it. And now it's a whole business. So you were teaching them um, how to basically do hair and makeup. Is that kind of the beauty aspect of it? Yeah, at a, at a beauty school, for sure. You got it. So, I mean, you're doing this in your early 20s, correct? Yes. And you're, you said you're close to 40 now? I'm almost 40. <laughs> All right, 
So, I mean, YouTube and online platforms have drastically grown, I mean, over the last, last 10 years or so. I mean, they yeah. had to change the way you, you incorporate your business, did your business, taught, did your classes, I would think, right? To a certain extent, honestly, people use those resources um, to jumpstart their education, but uh, most learning still happens one-on-one -on -one from person to person, be it in an institute or through a mentor. Okay. So mm -hmm. so you're building, you have this strong base. You mean, you doing it for, let's say, 18 years, close to 20 years, you know, in the beauty uh, industry. Then as you're doing it, when did you start kind of going, I need to get into the financial sector? When, when it was a shift of people wanting to start businesses, not just working in hair, but wanting to own salons or wanting to own um, freelance businesses, things like that, where it's a little bit more involved. Okay, so how did you gain the knowledge? I know basically you were putting contracts together when you were young. And actually, with the contract, I didn't even really talk about that. With the contracts, who were you doing it yourself? Were you researching it? Did you have someone helping you out? Did you have a template? Yeah, so um, I was doing it myself. I was using some different templates. Um, and then one of the salon owners that I worked with at, at, at the time, I would just have him proofread it and um, get feedback from him and go from there. All right, so so you're self-starting, you're self-learning. How do you start picking up stuff in the financial avenue? Well, one, um, I had to get my own finances together, right? And um, from there, um, I ended up getting married, and that relationship also needed a lot of financial structure. So we started working on our finances there. We never could really agree on our finances. That was one reason that that marriage didn't succeed. Um, and that's one reason why I offer the financial counseling. So so what's from what you learned in, in that and now with your financial counseling, what's mm -hmm. what's the timeline of figuring out the financial the financials of the other other person and how to kind of work together, blend them together? Can you get like a synopsis of something to just think about you know because there's a lot of people out there probably listening right now that are entrepreneurs in the dating scene and they're like well how do i think about this yeah so one of when it comes to new relationships when you guys decide hey we're thinking about moving in together that's a good time prior to signing that new lease or having that person move in with you having that that tough conversation and i know it's uncomfortable but it's something that needs to be had because if you don't have it prior to, um, you might find yourself stuck in a situation that's just hard to get out of. So what's the conversation look like? How much do you have in your bank account? How much do you owe? How much do you make? Some of those questions for for sure, but also the questions of what, what does your long-term goals look like, right? And so where are you now? And then where do you want to be? And then make sure... Um, one, that where both parties want to be are somewhat similar. Do you both want to own a home sometime or do you prefer to just always rent? Um, how do you like to budget your money? Um, are you in debt and what does that look like? Um, and then what is your what's your strategy of getting out of debt or paying your debt down? If going back to kind of like your story, you talked about you got taken advantage of with taking the pictures, right? And then you had the, 
the the mix up, I guess, with that relationship that just didn't really work out. I mean, are yeah. there other milestones that you can look at that were like tough moments in your life that you're just like, I need to ch- maybe change the way I'm doing things or change the way I look at things? Can you kind of walk us through kind of one of those moments? Yeah. So um, my hometown is Chicago, but I'm currently in Austin, Texas, which I truly love. I moved here um, almost three years ago. And prior to moving here, I was working in a beauty institute, but I definitely wanted a change of scene and some warmer weather. (laughs) And so I moved out here to Austin. Uh, Thank God the company that I worked for was transferring me to the institute here, which was great. But um, I used the move as a time to kind of reset and to challenge myself on what's next, right? I've been in the beauty industry almost 20 years now. What do I want to do next? What uh, what do I want to focus on? And so uh, moving here, that's when I decided I'm going to go into finance and business development full time um, and work on retiring out of the beauty industry and work for myself again. And so, so that was a, a challenge. Yeah, being to I mean, it sounds like you're fairly successful with the, the beauty career. I mean, how hard was that to try to, to give that up? Um, it's definitely bittersweet because I really enjoy it. Um, but I've learned that helping people with their finances and building their business gives me just as much um, satisfaction. What about financially? I mean, that has to be if you have your your bread and butter of the beauty that you've been in for so long. I mean, and then taking a taking a chance. I know you've been doing the financial for for a good amount of time, but still, that's taking a chance because you're giving up that money maker right there. I mean, did that, what, what was going in your head when, when you were making that decision? Well, that definitely was probably the, the part that I feared the most, right? Because you don't want to end up in a bad situation. Um, but really practicing some of my financial techniques and strategies on learning how to save and budget and not living outside of my means. Um, I'm still in the transition of giving up beauty um, full time. And so I'm looking to do that in the next 18 months. What What's your, your transition plan? Is it like if people reach out to you, do you have someone else you can connect them with? Or how, how does that work of transitioning out of that business? Well, I no longer take clients personally anymore. I'm only at the institute level teaching um, students. And so my transition out of that will be, hey, See me later when it's time to develop your business in the beauty industry. I can still educate you on your finances of being an entrepreneur and working independently. Now, looking back at your your younger self, that one that was working, uh, doing the photos in Atlanta, doing that kind of scene, what kind of advice do you think you'd give to that individual at this time? Yeah, so this time I would probably say... Mm. Just have the full conversation. Have the full conversation. Make sure you get it in writing. Um, And that's the most important part. And then ask for what you believe in, right? Sometimes as we enter into new things or we're young in the business, we are afraid to ask for what we're worth. So I would say don't be afraid to ask for what you're worth. And, and you mean, that's what I think a, a difficult part, especially for businesses, even when they're starting their own business, is to mm-hmm. know your worth, know your value. 
What yeah. do you think? So, uh, uh, um, I mean, do you have a game plan, an idea of the best way of knowing your worth? Um, I do time equals dollar. So, how much is your time worth? So, what would you want to be charged on an hourly? Right? What is that worth to you? Um, and sometimes the conversation is hard, right? Uh, we're a little shy or hesitant, and so. Um, I tell my students to put in practice to maybe not even speak about it verbally, but send that email with your prices and your contract and then um, leave it there for you guys to correspond in writing. Yeah, makes sense. Well, what I mean, where do you see yourself going over the next years, two years, three years? I know you're really game plan oriented, so I'm assuming you already have that that laid out. What's what's the future? I do. I do. So. Next couple of years, um, I'll be in my 40s, and I look forward to being completely um, into business finance, um, retired from the beauty industry. And then um, parallel to this, I'm also working with a few of my close friends, starting an investment group where we can start investing and pulling our money together and making some major investments. That's fantastic. Well... If someone's listening right now and they want to basically uh, look at the opportunities that are available to them for financial and for planning and things like that, what's the best way of them reaching out to you or finding uh, finding you? Yeah, so you can visit my website. It's gocoinfbd.com. I'm also, I'm also on Facebook and IG. Your first consultation is completely free. So we can sit and we can talk and we can talk about a game plan and then we can go from there about what's best for you. And let's finish it off with this question. If someone's maybe afraid to make that initial call or reach out to you, what's like a tidbit, what's an idea, what's something that someone can think about today that could at least get them on track for maybe in a a couple of days from now, a week from now to feel a little more comfortable of giving you a call, reaching out to you, a professional like yourself? Um, I would say follow me on social media. Uh, maybe just shoot me a DM and uh, ask me about what your goals are. So whatever your goals are, ask about how you can start reaching those because that's what it's all about. That's what the end game is. We're all trying to make our dreams come true. So think about what your goals want to be and then let's talk about them. So, so anyone listening right now, if you don't know your goals right now, that's probably the first step. It's kind of mm-hmm. sitting down, having, you mean, just laying down, relaxing and thinking about where you want to be in a year, two years, three years, four years, five years. You got and it. And Bianca could take care of the rest. There you go. You got it. Thank you again for, for being on the Road to Go podcast. And listeners, hopefully you got some, some great information. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.